it was a fishing trip gone wrong. The motor that we thought was so reliable over the past few years failed. And there we were in the middle of Upper Post Lake in northern Wisconsin with no motor and two oars. And of course, we could see a storm rolling in. I was cold. I was tired. I was scared. And I wasn't sure if we were going to make it back to shore. Sometimes when we're struggling in life, it can cause us to feel tired, confused, scared, and lonely at times. And at times, it can tempt us to doubt God's promise to always care for us. Well, today, we're going to learn that we never have to doubt that promise. Today, we're going to learn to take courage in Christ when struggles arise and when doubts creep in. Just to give you guys a little bit of background as to what was going on before Jesus walked on that water and the disciples got into that boat. Um, Jesus just fed the 5,000, right? He just fed 5,000 hungry people. And these 5,000 hungry people were so amazed at what Jesus had done that they wanted to make Jesus into an earthly king by force. And Jesus, knowing that his kingdom was not of this world and that it was a heavenly kingdom, he decided to go up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And then he sent his disciples across the Sea of Galilee. Now, the disciples were no strangers to struggles on the Sea of Galilee. If we remember our New Testament Bible history, the, the last time they were on the Sea of Galilee was when they got caught in that storm. And then they had to awake Jesus up from his slumber to go calm that storm. This time it was different. This time they didn't have Jesus, their safety net. This time they were all alone and the struggle was real. Matthew writes that the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. I imagine the disciples felt a bit stuck that night. The wind blowing directly in their faces, the seawater splashing all over them, those waves literally harassing them. And they were in these conditions for 12 hours. So just imagine the exhaustion. And that's just the physical side of it. The mental side of it is a whole other story. Remember their conditions again. They were in the middle of the lake. It was the fourth watch of the night, so that's early morning. So it was pitch dark. And they were on the Sea of Galilee, which, as if you know anything about the Sea of Galilee, it's not the most calm place to be in the world. And then to top things off, they saw Jesus. Well, they didn't know it was Jesus at the time, but they saw a man walking on the lake. And suddenly their words, it's a ghost, don't seem so crazy. They were at rock bottom, scared, confused, lonely, worried about their life. I think you'll agree with me that sometimes our lives feel a lot like that of the disciples, right? Uh, I think it's especially true today with all the chaos going on in our life, like with the pandemic and with all the social unrest going on. But it's really just true in general. When the finances seem to be going well and the budget balances out, the car breaks down and you don't know how you're going to pay for it. Or maybe that relationship that you thought was going so well spirals out of control, and now you hardly talk to one another anymore. Or, or maybe you've been trying your whole life to keep good health, but the last time you went to the doctor, your doctor said you have cancer. See, our efforts don't always turn out the way we want, the, want them to, and this naturally leads to fear. 
We fear that we won't make it in this life financially. We fear that we'll never have any friends and that we'll be lonely forever. We, we fear that death lurks around every corner. And I could go on and on about the fears of this life, but before I get down that rabbit hole of how scary life can be, let's go back to our disciples. Let's go back to our story and see how they handled their struggles on the Sea of Galilee. So remember, they saw Jesus, but they didn't know it was Jesus at the time. And Jesus stepped in and said eight words that changed everything for them. He said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And with those words, he was saying to his disciples, I am here now. And when I am with you, you have nothing to fear. See, Jesus cared about the physical struggle of his disciples and he cared about their mental struggle as well. Jesus came because he saw them struggling, and he came because he cared. Jesus sees your struggles too. He sees your fears, and he comes to help. He sees all the things you're struggling with, and he says to you, Dear Christian, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And with those words, he is saying to you right here, right now, I am with you wherever you go. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. And he says these words to you because he loves you. And when you remember those words, when you remember those words of promise, suddenly that financial stress you once had is looked at in a whole new perspective. You stop thinking about the things that you don't have and you start to remember all the things that you have in Christ Jesus. Suddenly, when you remember those words of promise, that relationship problem isn't such a problem anymore because you already realize that you already have the best friend you could ever possibly want in Christ Jesus. Suddenly, when you remember those words of promise, that health problem that you once had isn't such a problem anymore because you realize that, you, that this life is only temporary and that you have heaven waiting for you at the end of it. Because of your God-given faith, you are able to focus on the, the promise, not the problem. Because of the faith God has given to you, you are able to focus on the fact that in every struggle and in every fear, Christ is with you. And so Jesus tells his disciples and he tells us, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. That's easier said than done, right? It's much easier to be a chicken. It's a whole lot harder to not be afraid. It's a whole lot harder to put your full-fledged trust in somebody. Thinking back to that night on Upper Post Lake, I really had no reason to be afraid. We had two oars in our boat that were pretty sturdy and they would definitely get us back to shore. We had a good boat and it didn't have any leaks in it. It was old, but it didn't have any leaks in it. And I had my two brothers and my dad with me who I trust in a boat way more than I trust myself. But you know what? As the dark clouds rolled over the horizon and as the rain began to fall, those doubts began to creep in. I began to doubt the boat. I began to doubt the oars and I began to doubt my brother who was rowing the boat. Doubt after doubt. Doubt is exactly what filled Peter's heart and mind that night on the Sea of Galilee. 
But before those doubts crept in, Jesus did an amazing miracle. He calmed the disciples, and then Peter stood up boldly and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And at Peter's bold request, Jesus let Peter walk on water. This is amazing. But a key thing to remember here is that it wasn't anything that Peter did that allowed him to walk that night. It wasn't Peter's bold request, but it was Jesus' power that allowed him to walk that night. Remember, Jesus invited him with one simple word. That word was come. And on the strength of that word alone, Peter walked on water. But what did it take? What did it take before Peter started to doubt Christ's word? Well, it took one look. It took one look at the waves and the winds and the problems going on around Peter for Peter to doubt Christ's word. And as those doubts crept in, he began to sink. And it wasn't because Christ let him sink. It was because Peter's doubt got in the way of his trust in Christ. And so Jesus had every right to let him sink right then and there. It was Peter who asked to come on the water in the first place. It was Peter who took his focus off of Christ and put it onto the winds and the waves. It was Peter who doubted Christ's word. Yet, what do we see happen? We don't see Peter sink to his death. No, we see Jesus reach out with his loving arm and pull Peter to safety. Jesus loved and cared for this man. He simply was not going to let this man go. Jesus doesn't turn his back on the ones he loves. But after he pulled Peter to safety, he asked him the question, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when he asked that question, we feel it. We feel it because it's pretty easy for us to put ourselves in the shoes of Peter. Because more often than we would like to admit, we doubt that God has our back. In those times that we struggle, we doubt that God is really all that powerful. In those times when the financial situation is looking bad, we doubt that God will provide. In those times when the relationship problems seems to, seem to be getting worse and worse, we doubt if God really cares. In those times when the health problems seem to be getting more and more, it becomes harder and harder to trust in Christ. These struggles that we face every single day lead us to fear and they lead us to doubt. And these struggles that we face every single day are definitely a cause of doubt, but it's not the root of the problem. What's the real reason that we doubt God sometimes? The real reason is sin. We have a sinful nature inside each and every one of us that gets in the way of our trust in God. We have a sinful nature that is so sick and twisted that it tempts us to put more trust in ourselves than we do in the all-powerful God that created the whole universe and everything in it. You see how sick and twisted our sinful nature is? And you see how irrational doubt is? Do you see how do you see where it leads? We saw where it led for Peter, right? It just led him to sink. And the same is true for us spiritually. The more we doubt, the more we sink spiritually. The more we sink spiritually, the more we doubt. 
It's this inescapable, vicious cycle that we're trapped in because of our sin. And because of our sins, Jesus has every right to let us sink right here and now. And so we shout out with Peter. We shout out with Peter. When he says, Lord, save me, we say, Lord, save us. And he has. Jesus reached out with his loving arm when he became a human being just like you and me. He reached out with his loving arm when he lived a perfect life, free of doubt in the place of our sinful life that is often full of doubt. He reached out with his loving arm when he gave up his own life for our life. When he gave up his life for you and for me. All those sins of not trusting whether God will provide or not. All those sins of doubting whether whether or not God really cares. All those sins of doubting God's plan were all completely done away with when he kept his perfect focus on you. All those sins are completely done away with. And he never lost his focus on you. Even when he was in the tomb, he never lost his focus on you because he rose on the third day to tell you that everything he did was true. He rose on the third day to tell you that you're going to rise someday too. All of that he did for you. And if he did all of that for you, and he did, well then surely you can trust in God to keep you safe in this life and to deliver you into heaven at the end of it. Surely you can trust in God to provide. Surely you can trust in God to care. Surely you can trust in God to heal. Our Jesus is powerful. He loves you and he does care for you. He died on the cross to prove it. He rose from the dead to proclaim it. And that will never change. After a lot of paddling, we finally made it back to shore. And that night on Upper Post Lake is always going to stick in my memory. But it's not going to stick because we were any good at rowing a boat. I'd say we were pretty bad at rowing a boat. It's going to stick because Christ was with us that day. He made sure that our oars didn't break. He made sure that no lightning struck our metal boat. He brought us back to safety. And in the same way, Christ is with you every single day of your life, whether you're rowing back in a storm or trying to mend a relationship with a friend, whether you are having health problems, or finance issues. Christ is with you, and he does care for you. You have nothing to fear. You have no one to doubt. Take courage in Christ. He won't let you sink. Amen.